Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show. Coming at you in full effect, like we do each and every Wednesday, live at 9 p.m. Central Time. It's a hot, what is this, April 10th out here. Well, it ain't hot yet, but it's getting there out here in Houston, Texas. But there's there's no need to be mad. There's no need to sulk because the fucking heat is on its way. Because boxing is back. Goddamn. In a couple of weeks, we ain't had shit popping. In fact, last Sunday, we took a hiatus because wasn't shit going on in the boxing game. But have no fear. Boxing is here. And we got some good fights. We've got a guy that's supposed to be the top dog in the game fighting on a Friday. <laughs> A fucking Friday. <laughs> oh, man. We got a guy making a, a, you know, trying to make a comeback after getting slept in the first round. We've got a super fight this weekend, you know, and it's fucked up when the super fight is the third one on my list. I might have to change that and give this super fight what it deserves. Also got my man, I ain't saying no names, but I'm going to say this name. My man, Hyman Mungia, <laughs> you know, the beast from down south. About to whoop some some Irish bum, you know, for some easy work on the zone. We got a lot to talk about. The news, you know, there's a lot of fights going on this weekend. A lot of fights. Well, when I say a lot. There's four good fight main events. I'm I'm not really sure what's on the undercards. I didn't really even do too much studying on that because, you know, we'll, we'll see it when we see it. But, yes, you know, the NBA season is over. And boxing has stuck its head out again, and we have a good weekend of boxing. But without further ado, let me bring in my guys, my co-host, the family, outside this boxing podcast family. We're going to start with my man out there in Inglewood. This is a guy, if you listen to a show, relatively podcast, uh, you'll notice you will hear things like this guy was thorough in the streets. He used to be thorough in the streets. Now he's in the backyard cooking s'mores on the campfire. JP, what's popping, my man? Boxing's finally back. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been gone for a few weeks. Um, got some good fights coming up, actually. Uh, I'm most excited for the women's event. Um, I don't know if I was ever thorough in the streets, Willa. I could say um, I wasn't raised with a silver spoon. But, yes, s'mores, and we, we love s'mores. My kids love to, as you say, cook s'mores. <laughs> but, um, but no, man, I'm excited for the fights, brother. We got Lomachenko in action. Um, we got the big women's fight. Uh, so I'm psyched, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Also, we got my man calling in. Janelle. Janelle, what's popping, man? What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Just driving my black ass home. I feel that. Well, yeah, man. We've been off for, well, we ain't been off. We was off on Sunday, but ain't nothing been popping. Boxing is finally back. So let's go and get into it. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. <laughs> now, we've got a super fight this weekend. And, you know, when it comes to women's boxing, me and RC have been talking about it for a while. You know, when Clarissa Shields came on the scene, I knew I know there was something special about her and that she would be able to headline an event, um, be the main fight on the fight card, and even do pay-per-views and all this stuff. And she's, she's slowly climbing her way up. 8-0 with only two KOs. But been rising... The the person that's been rising the same parallel track. In fact, I think she's got most of the belts. Christina Hammer, twenty four and zero with eleven KOs. She's been whooping girls too, looking real good. Both of these women are real boxers. You know, none of this nonsense. You know, swinging of the arms, flailing around. You know, even though they might do that every now and then. Some, you know, even men do that, but. More of the time, they're out here throwing crisp punches, great counters, you know, good jabs, especially Hammer. Shields is a little more unpolished, but she is the only three-time gold medalist in boxing from America ever. So she is history in the making. Or she's already made it. ain't in the making. History has been made. She's trying to make more. Now, this fight, Christina Hammer versus Christina Shields for the IBF, the WBA, the WBO, and the WBC middleweight titles, a.k.a. this is undisputed. This is a fight for all the marbles. And this is what we would call a super fight. And not like, not like the fight that we had on Sunday uh, on WrestleMania uh, where, you know, they had the first ever women's main event with uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, Flair, and then that other chick, the Irish chick who won. I can't, I don't, I can't even remember her name right now. I barely watched that, but I did watch it. They stunk it up, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, Shields and Hammer will not stink it up like they did. Because this, just like the WrestleMania main event, this is a big stepping stone for women boxing. These girls on the map, 
put these ladies where they want to be in the limelight. You know, MMA, for the longest time, you know, men were, men were, men were ruling it. Men were ruling it. Then all of a sudden, uh, Ronda Rousey, well, Chris Cyborg, she was, she had her head, you know, you heard her name, but she really wasn't on the scene, but you heard she was whooping chicks. Then Ronda Rousey got on the scene. All of a sudden, you know, women are main event in UFC cards and they're becoming, I don't know if they're, they're not as popular as the men because, you know, she wasn't doing Conor McGregor numbers. But Rousey was pretty damn popular. She might have been the, you know, the – at one point she was the face. Now, she wasn't as popular as Conor McGregor, but she was the face of UFC. And I think this is a great chance for these women to maybe not be the face of boxing, but maybe able to do something and make a good name for women's boxing. Me and RC have been going back and forth about this fight for so long. Everybody should know who I'm rocking with. You know, this is American versus uh, a Russian, I believe. I can't I, – I, I don't know where Christina Hammer's from. Um, I'm sorry about that, Christina. My my apologies. But, you know, we're going we, – we got an American, somebody who's actually fought for our country. You know, I like to – a lot of people like to say they fought for our country. A lot of people have. But we know for a fact that Christa, Clarissa Shields has fought for the country, and she's proud to be an American and I'm proud that she is American. She's going to whoop that ass. Ain't going to be no KO, because as we see, both of these ladies, their fists aren't really that heavy. But there's been a lot of shit talking. Um, Clarissa Shields, she's raising, you know, she's raising questions why she isn't as loved as Ronda Rousey, all these, you know, she, all these questions. A lot of shit being talked, a lot of stuff going down. This is big for women's boxing. I, myself, will be in tune for it. I'll catch every second of the fight because I'm excited to watch this super fight. JP, you said you were excited, man. How excited are you? And how do you see this fight going? I'm excited that this, to me, is the first women's fight, like you touched on, Willa, where we're going to have two technically sound fighters. It's not going to look like boxing's version of the WNBA. When a a casual boxing fan looks at this, he's not going to be turned off because the skill level is so far from what he's used to seeing with men. Not saying these these women, you know, are men or anything like that, but their 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 skill level, how they look, how they throw punches, it looks how it's supposed to look. And both are very talented, and I'm very I'm excited, and I'm excited for women's boxing, you know, for that reason because I do think this fight will live up to whatever um, expectation it, it has. I think it's going to be easy on the eyes, like when casual fans tune in, they're going to be like, oh shit, yeah, these girls can really fight. It's not like watching the WNBA. It's it's not a dumbed-down version, a much lesser version of what the males in the sport do. So for that, I'm excited. Also, like, do you know, I, I, it'll never, as long as Clarissa Shields is the face of women's boxing, it'll never get to where it needs to get, you know, and that's unfortunate, and that's for other reasons. It's You know, you can correlate it to, like, the Williams sisters, uh, the Williams sisters are arguably the greatest 
American sports story in American history. I I argue that they are, <clears throat> but you know the claim. You know if, if you're if you're making a statement like that, you just they just not are they aren't held on that pedestal. But Clarissa Shields is going to suffer some of the same things, and I don't think it only has to do with her being a black woman. It's just that she's not a very attractive woman, and that's for black men, we look at her and be like, yeah, she ain't all that. So it ain't a black thing necessarily. She's just not an attractive woman. Um, I think attractive women like attractive women more than plainer looking women. And of course, you know what the men want. So like those like Michaela Mayer, Ronda Rousey, you know, they did a lot to, you know, sexy up Ronda Rousey. That whole women's WrestleMania shit, them girls over there, you know, sexy. Makeup on, you know what I mean? Is sex the the sex is selling, and boxing is not a sex sell sport. And unless you're just naturally have a natural beauty about yourself, um, it's kind of hard for that to come through. And that's what Clarissa Shields is, you know, going to suffer from, and that's why she's going to feel slighted. But it's, you know, there's a few few nuances involved, but those are definitely a couple. But yeah, I'm excited for it. I think for the first time we're going to see Clarissa be frustrated. I think that Hammer is the better boxer, uh, a little more skillful, but I do think in the end Shields will overwhelm her and probably uh, take an easy decision. I think Clarissa's uh, veracity or her tenacity is something that a lot of the other women have a hard time hard time handling. So I, I take Shields by a decision. Shields by decision. Um, Christina Hammer is from Germany. I knew that. My bad. And birthplace is uh, Kazakhstan, so she is some she is uh, some kind of Asian Russian type of mix. Um, you know, for the longest, me and RC, like I said, we were talking about this by JP. We've been going back and forth at it. You know, he before Michaela Mayer, he was Christina Hammer. You know, he that that was his girl. You know, he traded. He you know he kicked it to the side real quick for the blonde hair. He didn't really go for the brunette that much, but you know he was real on there. She used to look. You know, I've seen some pictures where she looks quite manly. He sent me something the other day, and I was like, all right, you know, I might, you know, I might have could have did something with that low key. You know, very low key, very late at night. But you know, I probably could have did something with that. So maybe you know, if she wins, she could be the face. There is. Man, there was some lady they say is the best woman's boxer. She really wasn't that good. She really wasn't that bad looking, but she fought. She fought on the last, maybe the last HBO, the one before the last HBO card. She was on there, but we'll see how women's boxing does. I don't know if this is gonna t- have it take off, but if any women can do it, these two women should be able to do it. Let's take it to my man Janelle. See how he thinks about it, and my boy. And our boy RC is on. We'll go to him next. Let him get his let him get his thoughts in on this fight that me and him have been talking about for at least two, three years now. Janelle got a big super fight for the women's undisputed middleweight championship. What you think? Uh, you know, are you excited for this fight? And how do you see it going? I'm excited for the fight. I picked Shields by decision also. But as far as them becoming stars, it's like. It's like JP said, man, she's not an attractive woman. I mean, attractive woman is, in, in any sport, it's easier to market. 
I mean, look at a cyborg is dominant MMA, but yet she's not easy to market because she's not attractive. Um, uh, the first uh, woman that was actually marketed pretty well in MMA was uh, what was her name? Uh, Kangano. Yeah, what's her damn name? Uh, she was yeah, the one said G. I know. I mean, some with some with a G. Yeah, she. Looked, I mean, she looked pretty good. And then Cyborg yeah, came and knocked I'm, her out. And it says a fourth since uh, I think her dad played for the Cowboys back in the days or some shit like that. Uh, I forgot her name, but yeah, she was very attractive. And uh, uh, the Layla Ali was actually pretty remarkable. It's because she was attractive. Uh, like Ann Wolf, for instance, she was attractive. So that's why she wasn't really that well known. But I mean, I mean, I don't mean to dog her like that, but it just is what it is. But also, you could say also that, um, yeah, I mean, um. Oh, women's boxing is not being pushed like that. It's like, look at Holly Holmes, for instance. I don't think she's attractive either, but yet, well, she has real good legs, though, actually. <laughs> Them legs are crazy. But like, and that monkey is fat. All that, all that, all that, <laughs> all her credentials in boxing and kickboxing championships, no, uh, nobody knew who the hell she was. But then she knocked that Ryan Rousey, she became a household name easily. And didn't even defend the belt once, and everybody knew who she was. So it's like, I mean, also, you know, MMA does promote their women's fighters a lot, a lot better than uh, boxing as well. It's like boxing's like you know, on the back burner. So I mean, uh, I don't think Clarissa Shields will ever become a megastar in boxing. I just don't ever see that happen. I, don't, I, 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 I don't ever see her main um, headlining a pay per view event. I just don't see. I just don't see it happening. I mean, yeah, no I mean, chance. Well, we just had women. We just had women uh, headline WrestleMania. People said they never see that happening. Pay per views, you know. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think Clarissa Shields, if she, if the way, she, if she was knocking people out, we got to remember Ronda Rousey was just whipping girls. You know, ten seconds, thirty seconds. So she, she was, she was whipping girls, and she looked. She didn't look de- – I mean, she looked sort of decent, I guess. I wouldn't even say decent, but RC will argue me on that. But we'll see what – you know, I agree with y'all, but this is, their, this, is their, this is their chance, you know. This is really their only chance well, – not their only chance. This is a, the biggest fight in women's boxing in a long time. The only time I can say I that I've been, you know, interested in watching one. Even if this fight's like a haggle at hers, I don't think even still they will be – I don't think even still they would even, uh, you know what I'm saying, be out there like that or be any megastars. If it's a haggle of hers for 12 fucking rounds, it still wouldn't be. I mean, I hate to say it, but it just is what it is. You know what I mean, not a bunch of women. And boxing just doesn't promote their women's fighters like that. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. I mean, Layla Ali I mean, was, was pushed was is because she was Ali, and everybody knew Oh, Muhammad Ali, of course. So it was like, okay, she was marketed well. But also with Layla Ali, the difference was that a lot of women's box uh, uh, fighters back then wasn't really um, a full-time. And Layla Ali was because she grew up wealthy. So it's like, okay, she was a full-time fighter. A lot of women boxers back then, okay, they would train uh, two hours. Uh, they were working nine to five and then they'll go to the gym for two hours. And that's their training for the whole day. But Layla Ali was in the gym. This was her, her job. This is what she was doing. I mean, yes, she had models up on the side and stuff, but okay, she was a full-time fighter, so fighting came first. And this is, like, why she was really dominant. In my eyes, is why she was so dominant, you know. 
Yeah, she was also fighting bombs, but but that's neither here nor there. We'll see how it goes. And she didn't want that work for Man yeah. Wolf. And she didn't want that work for Man Wolf, though. Yeah, don't exactly. nobody said, man. She ducked Man Wolf. So, yeah, let's go ahead and take it to my man, R.C. R.C., we've been talking about this fight for a couple of years. You know, you were real heavy on Christina Hammer. Sort of slowed down after she, you know, this fight was supposed to, you know, I haven't mentioned this fight was supposed to happen. Maybe was it a year ago, maybe two fights ago. But uh, I think Christina Hammer some guy, uh, somehow got mysteriously injured. You know, I'm not sure about that. <clears throat> but like I said, me and R.C., we've been talking about this for a long time, man. I know you're excited for this fight. How big is this for women's uh, boxing, and how do you see the fight going? Are you still riding with the German and not the American? Man, 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 man. First off, how's everybody doing? First and foremost, good to talk to everybody. Glad Janelle, JP, everybody's here. Um, good show, by the way, JP. Uh, the AB versus Juju, which I listened to today, and I try to get on, but uh, you know, I was climbing the mountain that day, trying to get to the top of the snow, and um, <clears throat> wasn't able to get on, unfortunately. But well, uh, just stop, please, stop it. I'm talking about it was a fight that was supposed to happen, but she got mysteriously injured. It was a visa issue that had happened. She had. Um, got sick, but the visa issue was the biggest of why the fight did not happen. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I might have had a couple wobbly pops before we're called in right now. That's why I was about nine minutes late, realized what time it was. But I'm very excited. CCC, I'm very intrigued about this fight coming forward this weekend. More so than Vasil Lomachenko and this garbage that's happening on Friday. This is a fight that women will be able to uh, add a chestnut, so to speak, into the bag that they got. It's a middleweight unification for the women's championship with the uh, Clarissa Shields, who looks like a man, and Christina Hammer. So I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. And it's hard to say when people talk about, you know, I've seen seen dumb shit. I've seen dumb shit, just to be real with y'all about people on diehard boxing on Facebook pages talking about, if you're a real fight fan, you have to see this fight. Like, shut the fuck up. Just stop it. Just cut it out. You don't have to, you know, it's kind of like those guys who pander towards women's rights and stuff like that, thinking that they're going to get some more chassis just by standing up for them. Just stop it. Cut it out. To be real, it's a good fight. Uh, Clarissa Shields, she's um, definitely got, that are paying her bills So to speak But Christina Hammer has the technique That will Put one beneath I think that Honestly I think that Carissa Shields Is going to win this fight But if you look at the, the 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 simple mathematics of it all I think that Christina Hammer should be able to Not necessarily Pop shot her way to a W But do what she does and lead her to a win against Clarissa Shields. We've seen Shields get dropped, and we've seen her being very emotional 
as far as calling herself the quote greatest woman of all time and kind of just be a little more emotionally invested into this fight where she's kind of losing her shit a little bit. And Christina Hammers kept that same energy, the synergy as the millennials call it. Uh, to be real with you guys, it reminds me a little bit of the Adrian Broner and Marcos Maidana fight. Clarissa Shields being Adrian Broner, Marcos Maidana being Christina Hammer. Christina has the size advantage. She definitely has the boxing skill and technique that could uh, 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 lead her to a victory. But it all remains to be seen. Everybody got a plan to get punched in the face, and when it comes to females, that'll change a little bit more. But um, I'm obviously pulling for Christina Hammer, but as I said, I think that Clarissa Shields will win this fight in a decision factor, but and I hate to be on the fence. I'm not wanting to be on the fence. So fuck it. I'm going to just say Christina Hammer will walk away the unification victory over Clarissa Shields. I just don't think like Clarissa Shields is ready for this one. I really don't. Uh, she hasn't looked that impressive to me as of recent. And Christina Hammer got that, you know, European, I'm going to stiff you with the jab and put some work on you and keep doing it until you get offset enough to lose yourself enough rounds to lose a fight, whether it comes to the card or, you know, might, might get your shit set back. Whether it be a broken nose or things like that. Look, I'm pulling for Christina Hammer when it comes to heart. I think that Clarissa Shields will win the fight going by the brand, but not by much. I think it's a, a 52 48 type of decision in my mind going from the top with Clarissa Shields and Hammer. But I'm not going to beat around the bush and I'm not going to ride the fence. So I'm going with Christina Hammer winning this fight by a split decision. I think that Clarissa Shields, she ain't got no pop. You know, um, when it comes to the females, it's a little different. But I don't think she's going to get her out of there. I'm not going to say... I should take back a little bit my not having pop because it's a different judgment of measurements when it comes to power. But I just think that Clarissa Shields ain't going to get her out of there. And Christina Hammer is going to offset her enough to get up on the cards. So Christina Hammer, um, I've, I've always been a fan of, you know, you know, like she's all right. So you got she's all right. So who you got? So make hey, you made about eight eight picks. Let's go ahead and and and, and uh, iron it down to I one pick. Christina Hammer, but ain't nobody okay because you said that's the that's the real quote right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we have it. Oh, God no. There we have it, folks. From the old Outsiders Boxing Podcast family, we got a three to one. You know, I of course am, th- am picking. Shields, and in fact, you know we've seen. Um, oh, you know, we what? know she's been to the Olympic because she's American and she's she fought for America. But we know she's been to Olympics. We know she's seen this <laughs> European style before. This really isn't anything that we uh, that she that she hasn't seen before. I'm not. If this might this could be easy work. I know that Hammer hasn't seen the ferocity 
uh, like Shields has. And, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think, uh, you know, they'll do women's boxing proud. So we'll see how they do. And on to the next one. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, on Friday, <laughs> on Friday, we've got a top pound-for-pound pound guy fighting on ESPN Plus at, like, 11, at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Vasily Lomachenko is putting his WBA and WBO lightweight titles up against 34-6 and six, Adam Carolla. Now, I know most people are like, Friday? That when the bums fight? Well, you're right, because this right here is a super showcase. Adam Carolla uh, is 34-6, and six, 13 KOs, three draws. He's coming off unanimous decisions against Jordan, Ramirez, Ricky Burns. Last time he fought anybody good for the belt, he fought uh, Linares, got unanimous decision. He lost twice. I think he he is a former champion at the – he was a former WBA lightweight champion, winning off of Darlene Perez back in 2015. So he's not an all-the-way bum, but, you know, this should be easy work for Lomachenko. Lomachenko, who's been in the media, well, you know, he, of course he's been in the media, but his name has been in the media a lot. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez looking for the – talking about he's looking for the work. Uh, Tank Davis, and uh, Javante Davis and Lomachenko's name being linked. Uh, Mikey Garcia. Lomachenko has a lot of fights that he can make, and he's talking about you not only unifying but becoming a, 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 the undisputed guy at 135. He says 135 is the max. These guys are already too big for him, you know, are already bigger than him. So he's not going any further. So he's going to sit here and try at, at 31 years old and try to get all the belts. Now, we know we've seen a guy like this before say he's trying to get all the belts. But then when there's a guy that has the belts, he doesn't really want to fight him when it, it, it comes down to Triple G. So we'll see how it goes. Friday night fight, that's exactly what this is. This should be an easy tune-up fight uh, for Lomachenko against this guy, Anthony Corolla from the U.K. JP, will you be checking out this Lomachenko fight? Of course, we got him winning. Uh, but what else do you see for Lomachenko after he watches this guy, uh, Corolla? Well, man, I got some, some Twitter friends that aren't going to like what I'm about to say. But I am just kind of checked out, disinterested in Vasil Lomachenko. And people like, how? You know, a certain certain fans are like, you know, how could you not be excited about Lomachenko fight? Well, you know, I don't know, man. It, it could be two things. It's either that he's been so far ahead of his competition from the Moragas to the Nicholas Walters to the Sosas, that those fights just looked exhibitionist 
And then even the guys that were competitive, like you go to a Salido or a Linares. Now, when I see you get dropped by Linares, you know, I don't think you're this invincible guy that you've been painted as. So when it comes to Lomachenko, man, I, I feel like there's a lot of hype behind him. Uh, a lot of hype, but I do believe he is good. But unfortunately, very similar to um, a rant I went on on an earlier show we got we did about like Golovkin and these these uh, European fighters leaving most of their careers in an amateur gym. Lomachenko, I believe, is 30 years old or 31. He's above 30. He's above 30 in a smaller, 31 years old and in a smaller weight division. So uh, smaller fighters don't age as well as a heavyweight or larger fighters. The heavier fighters get, the better they age. That's why you get a George Foreman who could come back at 44 years old. You don't see that in the lower divisions. Um, But Vasil, like Gennady, uh, we probably missed an all-time great. We missed 30 fights this guy should have had. What is this guy in his 13th fight? Something like that. We, this guy should be in 35 fights. We should have seen, you know, roughly 20 fights of this guy by now easily. And um, his career should already be kind of etched in stone. Now, however, we're at the point where he got to get these big fights, man. And here's the, the double edge of that sword. By the time you, you can ever get the seal in the ring with Tank Davis, or even Aram ever dare to let um, Tiafimo at him, Lomachenko's going to be ripe for the picking. I was impressed with Vasil when he beat Gary Russell. I was high. I was like, yeah, this this dude's the real deal. Since I haven't been really overwhelmed or overly impressed by anything. Um, but the longer they wait, it's, it's kind of fucked up over there at top rank, man. They got the ability to make you some big star because the bigger media outlets um, kind of work with top rank. But you won't have that legendary status over there right now because you see their big stars are in positions where they just can't get the big fights. Or if they can, it's way too risky. Like, Tiafima Lopez is an absolute no-go because there's no notoriety and it's super high risk. So only us hardcores know that's that's a fight we want, but we'll never get that. Um, Tank Davis, he could he could be over here at PBC and never give Lomachenko that chance to to gain gain some steam off of a, a W over Tank Davis. Or they could fight, but by the time it happens, Tank Davis might be good enough to actually beat Lomachenko. If that fight had happened two years ago, a year ago, we all were saying Lomachenko smokes him. I bet you by the end of this year, we're not saying that. So uh, Adam Carolla, I think the guy's name is, I think I've seen this guy fight once before. Um, not excited for it, but won't be won't be surprised if you see Lomachenko in a tougher fight than you think he should be in. I believe we're starting to see the crest of his career, the the him starting to come on that that Gennady type downside, you know, where he'll still be good, but he definitely ain't that dynamic guy that we've seen three years ago. Um, I believe the guy's taking some, you know, uh, some punishment. It's not like he doesn't get hit. He gets hit. He gets in tough fights, 
But um, you'll start to see them slow down, in my opinion. And we'll, I don't know if we'll ever see him, you know, reach that that status of fighter that he should should have reached by now. And that's due to a lot of legalities and whatnot. But I'm just not that excited about Lomachenko. I'm ready to see him fight somebody I think that could give him a tough fight. I have no more interest in this kind of shit with him, none. I want to see the guys we want to see him fight. I'm tired of hearing he's the number one pound-for-pound fighter or this, that, and the other, and I got to see him fight nobodies. I don't want to see that shit. You can't be telling me somebody's the best, and then I don't get to see him against good fighters. So that's kind of my problem. Until we get to some of them fights we want to see, I'm kind of checked out on it. Janelle. JP's checked out on Lomachenko. He says he needs to see the big fights. Will well, you be yeah, checking I this mean, fight out on, on Friday? How do you feel? I mean, I, I'm sure we all we all think he's going to win. So how do you feel about Lomachenko? I agree with JP on 10%. I mean, uh, but I think the fight they should be pushing for right now, because, I mean, Mikey Garcia says he's playing going back to 135. I think that's the fight they should be pushing for. They should be trying to build that fight right now. And, um, I mean, uh, Lomachenko called him out as soon as the fight was made with Spence. I guess he figured Spence was going to damage him. Uh, let's see what's going to happen because um, I know Garcia will be willing for that fight. But, um, yeah, he needs some type of comp. It's like even when uh, even when um, uh, Triple G was on his reign of terror at 160, I mean, we didn't really see him in there with stiff comp, really. And then you see him with uh, Danny Garcia and him. And got, no, sorry, not Danny Garcia, but uh, Danny Jacobs. Um, he had a world of trouble. So it was like, again, but I do believe him is the real deal. I don't think he's overrated. I think he is the real deal. But you know, he did wash up. He made guys quick, like Walters and, and Gary Russell Jr. and those guys. No, Riggin down. He didn't make Russell Jr. Well, Riggin down was old and small and stuff like I didn't think Rigandau was going to give him a fight because Rigandau is small and old as hell. So it's like, I really didn't see Rigandau giving the problems. I don't give much props for that fight. But the fight opened my eyes was Gary Russell because I did pick him to lose that fight. And that, and uh, I haven't went against him since. He washed up Walters where everybody thought Walters was going to be a stiff fight for him and he made it look just routine-ish. We but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, exactly. It's like, where has he been? Yeah, you know I mean, his confidence money. is shot. Like, I mean, like you say, Mount, on that JP said, I, I really want to see him in a minute with some, with some stiff comp. But it's not his fault that uh, Tank Davis doesn't want to fight him, though. So, um, that's not his fault. But Mikey Garcia always wanted to fight him, even before he went to 147. And yet, they was all silenced about it. Um, I wonder if it's over for it now. I think that's a fight that should be, um, it should get built up. It should get built up. You know, Danny Garcia, he's coming. Uh, he's gonna come back in a few months, and uh, I would love to see him fight someone and look sharp. And let's see if that fight get made. Hopefully by early next year, because that would be a good fight. RC, any thoughts on this fight? What do you think of what Lomachenko should be doing after he washes this guy Adam Carolla? Who is who's the tall guy? So. Like JP said, we we might see a closer fight than we think because this guy looks way bigger. But how do you see this fight going, and how do you feel about Lomachenko's future? 
Man, everybody's bigger than Mike Garcia right now. Shut up, you fucking dog. Hey, everybody's bigger. Everybody's bigger than Mike Garcia right now. Uh, uh, than Lomachenko right now. He ain't got no power when it comes to the, where he's at right now. One thirty-five, and it's shown. Getting dropped by Linares. And I mean, he just—he just ain't the real deal, man. He ain't. I, ne- I always felt the same way that I felt about Golovkin, and just to name one, like these guys—he ain't the real deal, man. Anybody going against him moving forward, when it comes to that weight class, it's gonna be a problem. Um, my boy, Teofimo Lopez is gonna be in the building, and you know, Tank Davis is kind of talking a little bit, so it's like. Whatever's going to happen is going to come to fruition when it comes to Vasil Lomachenko. The so-called pound-for-pound number one, I ain't buying the hype. I ain't buying it, man. I ain't buying it. So he'll get his little dub coming up on Friday. But moving forward, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Tiafimo Lopez is going to put that work on him if he gets in the ring with him, which I highly doubt. But, you know, go ahead and have your fun this Friday. But moving forward, the slopes are going to get very muddy. And for all those boxing fans out there that think that no Machenko is that guy, you got a rude awakening, man. A very rude awakening. And I can't wait. It's coming. I agree with you. It's coming sooner than later. We'll see. Because he's already admitted these guys at 135 are – they're the they're the biggest guys he's going to be able to fight. Any higher would be crazy for him. Yep. Is what he said. So these guys are the top, and uh, so we'll we'll see it sooner or later. Hopefully he'll fight one of these young guys. I think he's up to it. I, I mean, not I think he's up to it. I know he's up to fight any of these guys. He thinks he can beat them. They think he. Uh, well, I don't know if Javante Davis thinks he can beat Lomachenko right now, uh, but because he but but I know Tiafimo Lopez does. So we'll see how that goes. But a good thing about the about this fight is that you know Corolla is actually a uh, Eddie Eddie Hearn guy, the Zone guy. So we got a guy coming from the Zone over to ESPN Plus. You know, <clears throat> you know that might not mean anything because Corolla isn't isn't a big name, but it might mean something. It might mean that you know Hearn, uh, Hearn and and Aaron are able to work things out. So we might be able to get fights. What fights? I don't know. But I think that's just a good thing to talk about, man. But on to the next one. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. On FS1, PVC, you know, we were talking about that PVC season. It died down real quick. Died all the way. But, you know, they're they're picking it back up with <clears throat> Peter Quillen versus Caleb Truax. You know, both of these guys are sort of trying to come come back up. Um, Peter Quillen, we all remember, he was knocking boys out. He was ferocious. Everybody thought he was a real deal until he went to sleep real early in 2015 against Daniel Jacobs. And when I mean early, I'm talking about real early first round pop lights out <clears throat> like uh, my man Charlo did on uh, young, uh, young Lubin, one of those type of knockouts. After that, Quillen took off for two years, didn't fight again until – 2017, almost two years, where he came back, won a unanimous decision against Deshaun Johnson, nobody's heard of, and then went a unanimous decision against Davion Love, 
who we just saw get crushed by somebody. Who do you get? <clears throat> you remember we got crushed by RC? No. My main Mexican, David Benavidez. Yeah, yeah, Benavidez. There we go. That's who it was. It was Benavidez got crushed by Benavidez. Um, so Peter Quiller, he's trying to come back. He only has one loss, one draw, thirty-four and one and one with twenty-three KOs. Had a promising future, but at thirty-five, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with him. And Caleb Truax, this guy is a decent fighter. You know, he's uh, 30 and 4 with 19 KOs, two draws. And, you know, his losses, I look back, are against Jermaine Taylor, unanimous decision loss. He got stopped by Danny Jacobs, got stopped by Anthony Durrell. And after that, he was able to win the IBF World Super Feather, uh, World Super Middleweight title against James DeGale in 2017 when he went over there to the U.K. and won that. Then James DeGale came back, came to America and won it back. And so so Caleb Truax, he's trying to come back up, but he's also 35. These are two 35-year-old guys trying to save their careers. Uh, I'm not sure if this is, you know, I'm not really excited for it at, at all, but I might watch some highlights. I'm probably going to pick Peter Quillen, but I have no idea. In fact, I think I'm going to pick Caleb Truax. In fact, that's what I'm going to go Whoa. with. Caleb Truax. By Going stoppage. against the grain, huh? Yeah, I think Peter Quillen is probably – he might be washed. Let's see what uh, JP – JP, Truax, Quillen, who you got? I'm actually excited for this fight, man. Uh, normally, a fight like this would have went under my radar with these type of uh, fringe contenders. But I stumbled across a, a YouTube channel that I encourage all of y'all to check out. It, I mean, when, when I say this name, you, a lot of people are going to have, it's going to sound uh, kind of a sour sound to your ears, but if you check it out, man, they actually got really good content. PBC, no, yeah, PBC on Fox, the YouTube channel. Stumbled across it. I think I was watching the Adrian Granado's uh, Danny Garcia face-to-face type thing. Really, really good content. They have these sit-downs with some hot Filipino chick and fighters. And um, just really candid. Fighters are a lot of PBC fighters around, a lot of footage. So check out, I encourage everybody, man, check out that PBC on Fox. I stumbled across the face-to-face with Quillen and Truex. Decided to give it a look. Uh, I've actually met Peter Quillen in a pretty intimate setting where I was able to really chop it up with him. Now, I'm going to tell you what I took from that. What I took from that uh, interaction with Quillen is that he doesn't possess that fighter's spirit. More so... He does this because it pays well, and it's kind of what he fell in. But he doesn't – I've met other fighters where they got that. When I met Wilder, you could just tell he had that fighter spirit, and he was a lot fewer with words than um, Quillen was. Quillen was at the party just, you know, tossing it up, laughing, you know, having a good time, being really transparent. But 
you know, man, I was like, really, dog? You know, you know, I was hollering at the homies after, like, uh, yeah, I think he's he done with this game. You know, he feel like he got enough money out of this. I think Quillen, um, very beautiful wife or girlfriend, whatever it may have been, Quillen was, you know, let's say five years ago, six years from now, six years ago was arguably a top ten, you know, fighter in some people's opinion. So was getting paid pretty well. Uh, and for certain people, the comfort level, everyone's comfort level is different. Mayweather needs to have fucking 20 watches worth a million bucks a piece. Some people, you give them, you know, one million bucks, man, and they, they've hit their ceiling. They're good. They can check out. And so I, I kind of felt that way about Quillen. Um, that said, was it, was, it that JP, was it that JP or was it that Jacob's hands, though? It was a little bit of both. But this, this when I met Quillen, it was after Jacobs. So, but you would, and that even emphasizes my point more. So after Jacobs, you would think if somebody like, yo, you know, Pete, what's good with you, man? How you, you out there training and all, you know? You'd be like, yeah, man, a, a guy with fighter spirit, at least you think it'd be like, yeah, man, I got to get back in there. You know, I took that L, but, you know, I'm I'm back. You know, I'm, you know, I'm back. I'm get back to the top. Uh Pete was more like, ah, oh, man, you know, shit, uh, man, you know, I, like kind of flossing, stunting on us, talk, kind of alluding to how good his life is, basically. Like, oh, man, I ain't worried about that, man. It's just, this is all business. It's about the money. You know, he had on, you know, some nice uh, jewelry pieces and whatnot. Caleb he like money making Mitch, showing his, uh, showing his rings and his watches, huh? talking about he broke. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely showing us his pinky ring. All that. But uh, Truax, on the other hand, man, I've seen some, you know, behind-the-scenes footage with him. He's like a a father, like, a you know, a real dad type of guy. Um, Come from the hard knocks. You know, he ain't highly touted like Quillen and, and all these other guys was. This guy doesn't have a whole lot of personality like that. So, the fight's also going to be in Minnesota in Truax's hometown. That said, all those things said, now, Truax, uh, you just consider him one of them hard-nosed fighters. You know what you're about to get out of him. It's not about to be no, no, you know, no frills and thrills. You know, this is a keep-his-head-down type of guy, come forward and, you know, bring his lunch pail to work. I'm taking Truax. I, shit, I'll fuck around and take Truax by knockout. Now, matter of fact, I'm taking Caleb by knockout in his hometown. That's what I'm doing. Well, that's two because that's I think that's what I said. If not, that's what that's what I meant to say. RC, go ahead and let us know how you feel about this fight, Moran. What you say, Willis? I ain't hear you. Oh, I, I said we we were talking about the true X fight, but we'll. The Truax Peter Quillen fight, but we'll let you marinate. Let, Man, Truax we'll gonna whoop his ass, bro. Straight up, Truax gonna whoop his ass. Peter Quillen ain't nobody. Danny Jacobs gonna take the ghost from that boy. And I like, I, I like Kid Chocolate, but it's over. It's over, man. It's a rap like a Taliban hat. He gonna get that work, and there might be early work, like we seen with Jaylen Love. He lucky he ain't going in there with a guy. Like I, I like, yeah. Man, I don't know. All I know is this. Truax got more dogs left in him than Quillen got by a long shot. 
So I'm not going to say it's going to be early work as far as the way that um, that uh, – <sighs> I'm going to call this one about an eighth-round stoppage. I think Truax is going to get him out of there. Kid Chocolate, I like the guy. Like I said, I've always been a fan of the guy. You know, Pedro Chocolate when it comes to – the Cuban side of the ass, but it's just, he just, he ain't got it no more, man. He ain't got it no more. And I hate to say that, but when, 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 when JP's talking about the fighter spirit and all that, you have to take it into consideration. So I think that Kid Chocolate's going to hold that L to a guy who he should never hold the L to in the first place. He held true actions nobody until he got that W over James Miguel, which was a shocker, even though he ca- that, that when a get back happened, he got that get back, but I think True Action is going to get him on that, man. I really do. And I just don't think that Peter Cullen has what it takes to get back in there, you know, in the lion's den, essentially. So, yeah. 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 If we talk about this fight two years ago, three years ago, Peter Cullen going to wash his ass. But right now, clock's ticking. So, that's what it is. Well, there you have it. Janelle got off, so we got 3-0 KO for uh, Caleb Truax. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that fight. Like I said, I'll check it out on the on the highlights. But also, one that I'll probably be able to check check out because it's going to be quick, quick work. Jaime Mangia, my man, a guy that. A guy that's, I, I believe, on the Golden Boy. You know, Oscar De La Hoya is getting his stable up real, real nice. The Mexican game on lock. And he's got my man, the Mexican bully, crazy-looking Jaime Munguia, 32-0, 26 KOs versus some guy from Ireland, Dennis Hogan, 28-1 with seven KOs. Seven KOs let us know this is going to be some easy work on the zone Saturday night. My man Mungia, 22 years old, he is the super welterweight, the WBO super welterweight champ. I just saw him not too long ago, I think in January, against Inui, where he went, he got the unanimous decision beating that guy up, but you knew you knew he was taken, you knew he came to fight. And much love to New uh, Inui because he he was taking a lot of leather to the dome, but he was fighting. Given you know one thing, Hami Mungia ain't got, and that's defense. So when you see Hami Mungia fight, he's gonna get punched. He's gonna get punched a lot. So that's why I'm not mad at him fighting nothing but bums for the next four years. So this should be easy work. I'm talking about KO in the. Uh, Fourth, the fifth round, pretty easy work for my man Mungia. JP, are you high on Mungia? I know we think this is going to be easy work. Are you high on Mungia? Are you? Do you need to see him face the best of the best at 22 years old? Do they need to fast forward him? I know y'all are like that about Ryan Garcia. Is it the same with Jaime Mungia at 22 years of age? It's not the same because they're not selling him the same. I'm only doing what you what you selling me. If you tell me something's great, I want to see greatness. If you tell me a dude is 22 and we're moving along slowly, I accept that. 
But the thing with Ryan Garcia, I got to see this fuckhead doing that schizophrenic-looking-ass punch routine thing he keep doing. I don't see Jaime Munguia. And Jaime Munguia, I forget who put Jaime Munguia over. Who'd he beat? Uh, Beckley, uh, he, Lee, I forget. He beat my man Ali, man. I know a good thing I got okay. uh, this full RC on mute because he was getting coins or something. Out the uh, bottles, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but yeah, my man Ali, he beat the hell out of my man Ali on the setup by Oscar De La Hoya. Okay, now Saddam Ali, man, look, the verdict is still halfway out on just how good he is, you know, because we Saddam Ali showed some really good skills, but it was spotty, inconsistent. So we don't know how good he is. And that said, we don't know how good Munguia is, but Munguia is very young. I'm pretty high on him. Um, we don't have to rush him. I don't I don't need to see him fighting the tough guys right now. I believe he will, though. Um, I believe this is going to be a, a young fighter that can go up there and take that kind of punishment. So a lot, a lot to work with in Munguia. But right now I think Oscar is going to take this year and just – Get the the Mexican fans behind them. Make them make them more known to the Mexican population before we put them back in a tough fight where he could potentially lose. You got a young kid from Mexico, 22 years old, already has accomplished some pretty solid things. So right now we're just going to get his profile up, and then we'll get him in a ring with some big names. So I'm I'm good with what what they're doing with Munguia because they're not selling him in any other way than what. What 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 we think he is a young twenty two year old who's who's doing some good things and we're moving him along, and that's fine. But I'm only taking these guys for what they sell me. You know, when it comes to Lomachenko, you sell me pound for pound. I need to see it then. That's all I'm saying though. But yeah, I like Munguia, man. I'm high on him. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely fucking with Munguia. You know, he did give my boy the world kid to Dalmali at work. And it hurt me. But the way he gave him that work, it made me a fan. So I'm fucking with him. Uh, Oscar's doing his thing. You know, Oscar knows how to bring his guys up. I wish Floyd would do that. But it took Oscar a while. You know, Oscar's been in the game for a while. He fucked up a few times. Now I think he's got it right. He's got him a line of champions. He's got Canelo. He's got He's got Ryan Garcia. Uh, he's got the real Garcia, Ryan Garcia, aka Flash, aka El Ray. <laughs> I don't know why JP always hates on this young man. I have no idea. Uh, old ass nigga hating. And they also got young. Heidi everybody Munguia, hates so, him. Everybody hates him. Hey, everybody don't Except hate him. Though. That's why. No. <laughs> yeah, me and his millions of fans. But that's neither here nor there. Munguia. What do you think? It's going to be an easy knockout. I've never seen Dennis Hogan fight some Irish guy, so he might be tough. You know, he might he might last a little bit, but this is probably going to be some easy work. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Marcellus Wilder. We're going to the news now. Marcellus Wilder reportedly fails drug test, and his last fight is demoted to a non-decision now they say it's too early to know what he tested for or whatever you know March 16th he had a win over Marcus Sanchez uh, in a cruiserweight fight you know he got slept a fight before that 
uh, I believe, you know, real early. But Deontay Wilder is one of the biggest critics of PEDs. Is there any way his brother is out here juicing? And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, we don't know what he tested positive for. It says, you know, drug test. It could have been weed. You know, we know, I think we know Wilder. I think we've seen Wilder smoke weed or something like that before, if I remember right. But he might be on the weed or something like that. So we don't want to jump to any conclusions. But is this a big deal to you, JP? Or should we just keep on moving because nobody really cares about Marcellus, baby Wilder? Well, I don't know if you can clarify now because all the me and myself as well as the listeners are like, did did you say performance enhancing uh, drugs? Or you just say he's reportedly failed a drug test? You said just yeah, failed that's a drug test. Yeah, I to clarify, right. drug test, right. That's why I said it might okay. be weed. Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to jump yeah. to the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, I, that would be definitely unfair to old Marcellus, especially if it's weed. But the first thing we do, of course, if we hear failed drug tests, if it's related to sports, of course we're thinking performance-enhancing drugs. I don't know if we've had a case in boxing of uh, weed, weed coming up being the reason you failed a test. However, um Nasty journalism, nasty journalism, Willa. You didn't, now you got us all thinking Marcellus Wilder is doing PEDs, and then even nastier by you. You know, if, if, if Marcellus is doing it, of course his bro is doing it. That's very nasty journalism by you. No, 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 no. I was, I'm going more of the his brother, his brother is, is, is doing the fool, and he's in the shadow, and he just got slept. So he's doing whatever it takes to get over, you know, to be on his brother's equal playing field. So that's what I'm thinking. Not not that Deontay's doing it, not at all. That's that's definitely not where I'm going. And I'm not and, and I'm not saying he's doing it. That's why when I saw, I went to reread it again, and I made and I I said, oh, it just says failed drug test, so it could be the weed, because we know these guys are out there firing up. So you know, if it's the weed, I think somebody didn't didn't um. What's the fat boy's name? Er, not, ah, that just fought the big Areola, not Areola. Yeah, Areola. Didn't didn't he fight Wilder and he failed the drug test for weed? But then Wilder let it go through. Isn't that what happened? I think something that something happened like that. I would love to know. I, I can't recollect a time where I I don't remember. You could be right because I know something happened with Areola, but. It just doesn't seem like weed. I've never, I don't recall hearing that in boxing. It was like fight. weed. Was it? No, nah, that's what it was. It was weed. He got he got popped for weed, so then people were like, oh, man, you know, you didn't fight. Uh, who you didn't fight for Beckin because he, he failed the drug test. So he was like, they were like, oh, so since he, you know, why you say you just know, you know, you don't want drugs, and then why you don't, why are you taking this fight? You know, I remember that being it. And it because. Because it was just weed. Yeah, that that's dumb. But so it mean, wasn't canceled. It wasn't canceled because of the weed. They just fought. So you're right. Yeah, there probably that's... hasn't been one canceled because of weed. I mean, it probably has. I'm pretty sure. I mean, if, if I'm an athlete, 
All I care about if my opponent is on performance enhancing drugs, a PED, fucking weed. I wouldn't relate that to being performance enhancing. Uh, that's probably performance diminishing, if anything. Not that say that weed doesn't have its helpful, you know, characteristics about it. But uh, if you if you're fighting, I, I I think being sober would be the best way to go out there. So I think if they fucking with the fighters behind that shit and they're not testing for weed randomly, why would it be a part? That's it's just stupid. It don't make no sense. Yeah, well, we, we like I said, we ain't gonna jump to no conclusions. Hopefully, Marcellus can get his career back on track after the brutal KO he took in his fight before last, fight before this non-decision fight. So, hopefully, he gets back on mm. track. We'll see how it is. If it's just we, we ain't holding it against him. If it's PD, PED, shame, shame, shame. And then you know what that did, man. But okay. then now we all got to ask is if, if uh, Deontay, if his brother doing it, how could Deontay be the advocate, be out here advocating for clean athletes and talking about Tyson Fury and all these other people on steroids and your brother doing it and you don't know about it? That, that'll that definitely kick up some dust, man. That will. That will. That definitely will because you went there. I didn't even go there because at, at 214, I don't think this boy is on PDs, but – you know, Lance Armstrong was on PEDs, and he probably weighed 135. So, you know, mm-hmm. you never really know. But I'm going to give Wilder the benefit of the doubt. If his brother's doing it, I don't think he has anything to do with that. And he'll probably disown his brother. But, yeah, I said shame, shame, shame. Shout out to the eighth season of the best show since the Wayans brothers. Uh Game of Thrones coming back out last season on Sunday. It's going to be hell of a hell of a way to end the in the series. So I'm looking forward to that. JP, are you you in the Game of Thrones? Like I said, this is the realest show since the Wands Brothers. You know what, Willa? I, uh, I I've caught very few episodes, and the 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 ignorant nigga in me want to be like, you know, Game of Thrones is cooning, but I can't go there. Because everybody says it's super dope. Though, like, the one few episode that I did see, look, I don't know nobody's name. I just know these shits is called White Walkers, right? They call White Walkers or Day Walkers or some shit. Yeah, White Walkers. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, they're the White Walkers. Yeah. So, and I think old boy name is, like, Jon Snow or something. So, whatever episode yeah, this Snow. was, dog, Jon Snow and his little crew was getting on some kind of boat. But all them daywalker cats was like dead or something. But then one of them got up, the leader one, and then all of them got up and was watching Jon Snow and his little crew as they went off into the water. But it was like you knew it was going to be on. So that show looks super dope, and I got to get my binge on whenever I can get around to it. I am going to get around to it. Yeah, that's seven seasons. That's a long binge. That's a long binge, but I, it's, it's probably worth it, man. That shit is, is off the hook. It took me a couple of seasons to get in. You know, I, I too, was like, nah, I ain't really fucking with that. Then I jumped in it, and I've been on it ever since. So, she'll be going down. We'll see what Jon Snow's up to, see how he ends this, see if he's the true king. But let's get back into boxing. Speaking of true king, the true king of boxing, 
followed by his arch nemesis over there to Ryzen in Japan. Manny Pacquiao has signed a deal with Ryzen. I don't think it's the fight. I did a little reading into it, and it's like he's he's like an advisor. He's going to be helping advise. So he's doing everything Floyd Mayweather is doing out here. And like I always say, when you got to put the names together, we're always saying these names for a good reason. That's because they want us to be saying these names. Now, I always say, you know, Floyd, he's, he's keeping, he said he ha- he's not going to fight, but we've heard that before. We've heard that many times from Floyd. But I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. JP, Manny Pacquiao, he's following Floyd over there to, to, uh, to, to Ryzen in Japan. He's doing a little, I guess he's like, he's just mentoring, doing a little, you know, just helping out. He's not fighting over there. So do you see, you know, is this a big deal? It's him following Floyd, just him trying to do whatever he can to get paid to ride on Floyd's footsteps. You know, what do you think about this this news? Uh, it's like I've been saying for a while now here on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, man. Uh, Manny needs to be, yeah, basically following Floyd, if if, if we can use that as the, the phrase for this. But more so, on his basically what we could call a victory lap. Let's call what Floyd Floyd going around and fighting that Asian, uh, Pacquiao fighting, whatever he's going to do, fight a kangaroo, guys. Um, let's call this the victory lap because you've done your time in the most brutal sport in the world where you get punched in the head for a living. We talking about CTE and shit for football players. Them motherfuckers got held. They got pads in their helmet. You know what I mean? These dudes get punched in the head and ain't nothing there. So these dudes deserve more, if you ask me. They deserve these kind of victory laps where they can go make um, a few hot million, you know, 10 million or whatever it be. For, for next to nothing, for fighting a karate master. You've you seen Ali do it. Um, Floyd went over there and made his money. Like I said, man, Pacquiao, there is no, it is wrong for Pacquiao to still be out here trying to fight a Keith Thurman. I think he could give Keith some issues. I, I believe he could, but there's no reason for these living legends and icons to become the Muhammad Ali on Larry Holmes' resume. There's no reason for for um, Manny Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather to become the Muhammad Ali on I think Trevor Burbick's resume. You you don't do that, man, and that shit is sad. You know those people who are around for to see Larry Holmes beating the hell out of Ali. That was sad. I don't want to see Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao living icons and legends who are you know going straight to the Hall of Fame and going down in boxing history, be that guy on these dudes' resume, man. You you know, these guys have to be smart enough when to pull the court. I think Manny needs to go ahead and take some exhibition-type fights in Asia, whatever it be. And I've been wondering, like, how the fuck is Mayweather able to go over there and make money, but Pacquiao can't? I'm sure the audience got to be bigger for Pacquiao. Um, You know, that's just my thinking. But, no, this is right on par with what it should be, man. We should not be seeing Pacquiao being talked about with freaking Errol Spence. That was ridiculous. That whole conversation was just inappropriate. And um, 
Yeah, I believe this is about the level or on par with what we need to be seeing. Um, you know, exhibitions, man. Conor McGregor. Um, you know, just exhibitions. Manny Pacquiao does not need to fight anyone ten, you know, ten years younger than him, and way hungrier, way you know. It's just it's just not fair at this point. These guys are near forty. The man's been to seventy plus fights. So no, I'm not surprised. And I am happy that this is the the course he's taken because I thought that whole conversation about Errol Spence and Keith Thurman was ridiculous the whole entire time and would has would have been sad to see a living legend, an icon, you know, a guy who essentially, you know, people could say bought was a part of bringing boxing back to its prominence, um, making boxing very popular in that, 2012 run from 09 to 12 he and Mayweather they brought boxing back to the just with the marination of their fight brought boxing back to the to prominence and to the forefront of the boxing of the sports world so man Manny Pacquiao hell yeah go get that that bullshit money you deserve it no I'm I'm with you I'm with you we'll see how that goes with with Pacquiao he does deserve it I'm not mad at him. He needs to get paid. He's out there doing good things. I, I talk down on Manny, but he seems like a good dude trying to do some good things. So get your money any way you can, man. Now, we brought up Mikey Garcia. Oh, no, no. That's on to the next one. Where are we at? I'm tripping. On to the next one. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, we brought up Mikey Garcia a little earlier today. And uh, we were talking about him maybe fighting Lomachenko. But before then, he's already has plans. Now, the topic before we were talking about Floyd Mayweather fighting exhibitions against little Chinese guys. Maybe Manny Pacquiao. We don't know what the hell he's doing in Roger, but maybe he'll fight a exhibition against, you know, a kangaroo or something, anything to get his dollars. Mikey Garcia says, you know, I see what these guys are doing. And I'm going to fight a four-round exhibition against Morales. El Terrible. Terrible, Terrible, Terrible. Terrible. Now, this nigga was born in 76. So that makes him... 43, 43 yeah. years old, maybe, if if I'm doing yep, it right. Yep. Roundabout. Yeah, maybe 53. No, yeah, yeah, 90. Most yeah, 40. yeah, 43. Yeah, 43. Yeah. Now, I think this is crazy. Now, they're doing it. They're doing it for, uh, I think, a friend of theirs, somebody who has a boxing gym might have got shot or maybe shot and killed, so they're doing it to raise money. You know, this is a good thing. Is that is is Mikey Garcia? I'm sorry. Is Mikey Garcia making the right move getting in here with a guy, you know, who might try to knock his ass out after he's been embarrassed by Spence? I don't know what. Hopefully, this isn't a real fight. Last time we saw exhibition again, it was that was Floyd Mayweather against the little Asian guy, and he folded him. Would this be bad? If Mikey Garcia folds Eric Morales' old ass in there at four rounds, or you know, what would happen if? Yeah, I'm not 
No, you know, go ahead, man. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to play boxing, you know, because everybody can tell if y'all out there pitter-pattering with each other. So boxing, unlike, like you can watch the NBA All-Star game, you know that's not real NBA basketball, but it's still somewhat entertaining. The Pro Bowl, still, you still got to tackle and shit, but you can't lighten boxing. Even sparring, you've sparred, I've sparred. Sparring is still fighting. You know, maybe somebody might be having, when it's not coordinated, and someone will say, okay, I, I just want you to work the jab, or they might have instruction for the guy who's coming in to do the sparring. But if you just say, go out, go out there and spar, dude's about to fight just with a little less vigor. I don't know if you can pull that off in an event where you want people to pay. I, I tend to believe this has to be some kind of, like you said, uh, something out of friendship. Because Eric Morales, I, I, I could theorize, I don't know this for certain, but I could theorize and say maybe Eric Morales has fallen on some hard times financially. You know, that that's a possibility. That's understandable. And Mikey Garcia, you know, and, and his, his camp over there want to help out a, a living legend, which Eric Morales is especially in the Mexican, and Larry Morales was great. So um, it could be that. But my thing is, uh, that's admirable, that's very noble, but how do you ask people to pay for a for what we think will be less than a sparring match? Unless they're going to go for a war, which I can't understand, because like you said, what if? You know, what if Mikey Garcia fuck around and get knocked out by a, 50, a 40 three-year-old man that that can't happen so i tend to believe it has to be some kind of dumbed down version and some type of exhibition where you know a bunch of fans will show up and pay x amount of dollars just to see these guys not go full bore and not try to hurt each other and that's uh, I, I don't know how you sell that uh, i'm kind of I, I just don't know how you sell that yeah I, well we did. You said that Eric Morales is a legend, a living legend, and he definitely is. But the name of this is Legends Collide. And I think this is on like May nineteenth or something. If I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken, is Mikey mm. Garcia a legend? No. You know, I, you know, I'm a Mikey Garcia guy. After he got worked his last fight, you know, I'm sort of the taste. You know the taste is still there for a little Mikey Garcia, but you know it's not. It don't have that same sweetness. You know, like like some like when you get peaches at the end of the summer, they're not the same. I don't know if y'all get peaches out there in California, but peaches once the summer hit, you pop those. Hey, they sweet. They got that little tang to it. You know, they're great. But once it gets to the end of the summer, they start. They don't have that same taste. They still good, but they don't have the same taste. And that's where that's where. Mikey Garcia is with me. I don't know what the hell he's doing with this fight because you never know what these Mexican dudes. You, well, you do know what Mexican do. They might play fight. You hit him in the face a couple of times. He's gonna try to try to knock you out and make a name for himself, man. I don't know if this is good. We'll see how it goes. But like you said, I don't think you can play play boxing. But is Mikey Garcia a no. legend? That, that was my question. Not a legend. Not a legend, but he ain't even close to a legend. Remember last week we had a, a bit of a uh, debate on whether Canelo's a legend, you know, and I was saying not quite yet, not quite yet. Yeah, know? Canelo is a legend. But, 
fuck, legend, man. Living legend, legend like Big G. Damn, yeah, legend. He's legend. All... he's legend. He got three. He got three sixty-five, right? That's legend. Oh well, shit. I don't know. Okay, see now we all got different things that qualify that. Now he a legend at the hey. bank. He a legend at the bank hey. for sure. But is he a legend in the yeah. ring? Like we talked about that in prior podcasts where I think there's two kind of legends and cats decide on which ones they want to be. You want to be a legend at the bank or a legend in the motherfucking ring or the field or the court, you know, and dudes, dudes make them decisions. But I don't know that Canelo's a legend in the ring quite yet. He, he close. But if, if we even question in Canelo, uh, Mikey Garcia ain't even in the conversation of legend. Who he, who even beat really to even qualify him as being some kind of Mexican legend, legendary fighter? That's a high bar, and um, Mikey got a whole lot more work to do. He need to beat Lomachenko, maybe two, three other more guys, because that that Mexican fighter legendary status. That thing got names like uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Um, uh, Juan Mar- Manuel Marquez, Antonio Barrera, uh, Salvador Sanchez, and the list goes over, on and on. So, you know, it's a high bar there, baby. It's like trying to be a legendary black fighter. Uh, it's a high bar. You know, the Charlos and them type motherfuckers got a whole – Arrow still got a whole lot of work to do. So uh, these bars for these two type uh, fighters, uh, it ain't easy to crack that legendary status. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Mikey Garcia is not a legend. He's not even close to a legend at this point. And his his career so far hasn't been anything. It's been everything but legendary. So we'll see how that goes with him and Eric Morales. We'll see if they if this even happens. But I think that's where we're gonna end it, JP. Man, want to thank everybody for listening, everybody for coming, RC for stopping in on them, uh, you know, he was sipping tonight at the happy hour. My man uh, Janelle came through, appreciate that. JP, when you already know about the show, what's going down with you? Uh, you know we got to get in on this Magic Johnson shit. Uh, this nigga Tragic Johnson and struck again, y'all. Tragic Johnson. So I'm going to talk about Tragic real good tomorrow. I got some interesting things that, you know, I always got something off to the left that most cats ain't thinking. And I got a little something for uh, as we go ahead and break down Magic and his career and the type of things he's done throughout his career. Uh, this is very typical fashion of what Magic does when things ain't quite going his way. So we'll talk some Magic Johnson tomorrow. Uh, hoping Willa can join us, man. Uh, y'all check for that relatively fat and black podcast. You heard it. So I will catch y'all again on Sunday uh, with RC hosting the main show. We'll talk. We'll go over the super fight, uh, Shields versus Hammer. We'll go over Truax versus Quiller. We'll go. We'll see how bad Lomachenko won and how great my man Mungia put in that work. So y'all catch us on Sunday. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show. 